you know, my thing would be is just to encourage people to keep their head up, keep focusing on the good that's out there, because I certainly do believe that the good outweighs the bad. The minute that you allow the bad to creep into your everyday existence and rule you will be the minute that you have lost. And you don't want that. You know, life's too short. Grab it by the horns and go for it, whether it's in business, your spiritual walk, your emotional walk or your time with family, all of it counted all joy and it's a blessing. So I just, you know, I would encourage you to continue to move forward and don't allow one situation to dictate how you run your life. Welcome to Star of the Doubts. I'm your host, Jared Easley. Joining me today, my good friend, Randy Wilburn. You can connect with Randy on Twitter. He's at Randy Wilburn. Randy, always a pleasure, my friend. Hey, Jared. It's great to be on with you once again. I'm so surprised to get the call this morning and certainly honored to try out some new technology with you and, and just share some thoughts and just talk chat. Yeah, well, you mentioned new technology. We're trying out a new tool called Zencaster. It's not necessarily new. I believe it's still in beta, but it's a way, uh, an alternate way for people to try recording interviews online. And so uh, Randy is in Arkansas. I'm in South Florida. So this just kind of worked out where we could test this out and also uh, be on the show today. So thanks, Randy. Oh, no problem. My pleasure. My pleasure. So. All right. So, uh, Randy, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people be like, hey, I don't know Randy. I should know Randy. Let's just start there. What, what's going on with you? Well, you know, I, I am a, I'm a husband and a father of three beautiful boys and uh, a hard hardworking entrepreneur. I'm working currently with a firm I used to be an owner of prior to us selling it. And uh, I went off to do my own thing. And a lot of people that I used to work with went off to do their own thing. And then the band got back together a couple of years ago. And so now I find myself far removed from uh, the New England area where I was for almost 17 years. And I'm here in Arkansas, the heart of it all. And just learning a lot about life and about how people do things out here, which is, you know, it's been it's been unique and it's been actually been a blast. And uh, certainly uh, I enjoy the the milder weather. That's for sure. So I cannot complain. But uh, I I work with actually I do a podcast with my company and we do a bunch of different things with regard to uh, engineers and architects. We are basically a management consulting firm that serves the design industry. And so that's my first and foremost focus. So. Well, another thing I want to add that people may not know about you is you are a pastor as well, which I think uh, is uh, definitely a cool thing and interesting. It is. I, you know, I was I had the privilege. Uh, I was honored to uh, help my cousin start a church in Rhode Island, which actually still exists. And actually, both of us have gone on to do other things. And and uh, the Lord opened up a door for us to move on from that. And and it was a season that I had where I was entrusted to do some things from a pastoral standpoint. And, and I still actually, in my current church, I still serve more like a lay pastor role than anything else, but I have a lot of fun and it, and it's great. I mean, it's just, it's really, you know, I was just speaking to a bunch of young people the other night and, and I don't know what it is, but I just love encouraging people about the good news, about the fact that, you know, none of us were set up for failure, but we were all set up for success. And sometimes we have to be reminded of that. And I think that it's important that we, especially in this day and age and Currently, in the current climate of our country, where you know we've just come off of an election that has really, I won't say torn the country in two because it hasn't done that, but I would say that there are definite dividing lines from in terms of not just candidates, not just from a partisanship standpoint, but just from a belief standpoint. And I think for this country to evolve, we have to start listening to each other more so than anything else. And it's just uh, it's just a reminder to me that, you know, there certainly are some 
I believe that there's going to be some better times ahead once we start to have real dialogue and real talk and that we're able to share our feelings and the things that we're concerned about, the things that we're not concerned about, and figure out where two should meet in between somewhere. So, you know, we'll see what happens. It's just it's just a lot. And it's still so new that, you know, I honestly don't know what to make of it. But the reality is, like I said, I, I spoke with some young people the other day, and I talked about the life of Joseph. And I talked about his walk and the dream that God gave him before he was thrown into a, a hole by his brothers and then taken and sold to the Midianites and were taking on the trading route. And then, you know, the, the head of Potiphar's house and then thrown back in jail and all that. And I said, you know, life is kind of like what Joseph experienced. And there was a lot of good. There's a lot of bad. There are a lot of challenges. But the thing is that, you know, if you're if you're living with a promise of somebody, if you feel like God has made a promise to you, or if you just feel like, you know, that there's something great out there for you to do, you need to stand firm with that and know that even if it hasn't happened right now, that it's going to happen maybe sometime down the road and uh, be encouraged by that and not be worried too much about what's happening exactly in front of you, because that will weigh you down considerably. And I know that's a mouthful. Well, I want to segue from that because but kind of talk about some of the things that you hit on. Randy, you are, as you mentioned, you're, you're a man of faith. You're a husband, you're a father, you're a businessman. And in our country right now, as you've seen, uh, there's just so much division, but a lot of commonalities where both sides of the coin, people are upset. People feel shortchanged to a degree. They, they are, it's a lot of people who are in fear, a lot of people who are in anger. Randy, how do you navigate that as, as a father of young boys and, and all those wonderful roles that you've been placed in? What are you thinking as you see these things unravel and, and what keeps you firm as you are navigating that? Well, you know, and, I, and that's, I think that's a really good question. And I, I think regardless of what the result had been on Tuesday, on Election Day, somebody would have felt, would have had those feelings regardless on whatever side of the coin that it felt, uh, fell. And so I think for me, you know, and I keep, you know, reminding, you know, we, we've got a thankfulness tree that we put up because this is a holiday season that we're embarking upon. Thanksgiving and Christmas is coming up. All of this is within the next six weeks or so. And, you know, there's really a lot to be thankful for. Just, you know, waking up in the morning, I have to remind my boys that just be glad that you've got the breath of life and that, you know, you woke up and that there is a new day for you and a new journey for you to embark upon. And just encouraging them, you know, especially as, as, cause I, because as an African American, I'm raising young black boys. And I think that the reality is, is that they have to understand who they are and be comfortable in their own skin. And I think we all need to, I don't care whether you're white or black or whatever, we all need to be comfortable in our own skin and understand that we all, you know, we all have our challenges. And so I'm just encouraging them to be kind to people, to speak up when they need to, to help out when they need to. And, you know, we're constantly finding opportunities to put them in situations where they can express themselves and where they can share with others and help other people and do things that are outside of the realm of, you know, them being able to get some Pokemon cards or something like that. I mean, they, you know, it's, it's bigger than Minecraft. It's bigger than all these things that they, you know, the kids are so enamored with nowadays. And it's right now, I think more so than any other time, I have to remind them about their history. I think it's really important. And I just have to remind them that, you know, that they are basically, they have, and regardless of what people think or what people see, is that they have a blank book that's open for them and that they can write their life the way they see fit. 
And uh, I just, you know, I think if more people thought about it from that vantage point and, and really took to heart just this idea that, you know, that there's so much opportunity out there, both economical, physically, spiritual, emotional opportunity for us to all grow. And so these are the things that I'm trying to encourage my boys in and, and just understand that. And obviously, they're going to church every week and they spend a lot of time with young people at church, but we also take them out and show them what the world is like by going out to help other people that are in desperate need of help, but will never step foot in a church. And so, you know, we want them to fully understand and appreciate the whole world and what it's about, not just something that takes place in the four walls of the church. Randy, it's heartbreaking, but there, there's some children out there, just like your boys who are, are going to school and there's kids in school saying, hey, Trump won you know, this is, you know, going to be bad for you and probably saying it in, in much worse terms and, and yeah. using different language. How does that make you feel? And, and what would you say to your boys if they were hearing that? Well, it makes me feel very sad. And, you know, they've heard some of the stories. Of course, my kids are a little too young to be exposed to Facebook just yet, but they've heard some of the stories and they're wondering. I mean, we just heard a story the other day of a of an Indian family that received a, le- a hand-delivered letter in Northwest Arkansas to a family living in Bentonville, which is the home of Walmart. They received a letter that basically said, you know, we, we want you guys out of here. And these guys have lived in the neighborhood for like over 10 years. And I'm like, well, where are they going to go? You know, and I mean, it, they are a, f- a part of what I like to call the fabric of the community, whether you like it or not. Everybody is part of the fabric of that community. And we all have you know, those crazy aunts and uncles and cousins and people that we sometimes wish would stay in a closet. We all have them. Black, white, it doesn't matter. We all have those crazy people in our family. But we still, it doesn't mean that we don't love them and that we don't, you know, try to understand where they're coming from and, you know, the place of hurt and misunderstanding. And I think for a lot of these young kids, they're only modeling what they're seeing at home, unfortunately. And again, which is why I say we still have a, a long way to go in this country to get everybody having the same conversation. And, you know, obviously I could go on and on. I saw an amazing video by a guy that was, it was a profanity laden, profanity laden video by a, an older white guy who, if you just saw him walking on the street, you might say, just because of the the lens that we use as black Americans, as white Americans, we make, pre, we prejudge people. I might look at him and be like, oh, this is a racist dude or whatever. And I don't know. I mean, because I don't know what a racist person looks like, but it's one of those things where you know it when you see it. But then you hear a person talk and you hear their heart and what their convictions are and the challenges. And I mean, he really convicted me because I think the reality is, is that we all need to wake up, which was the the essential message of his video was that we all need to wake up. White America, black America, everybody, we need to wake up and understand what's going on and why we need to figure out a way for us to live together. And I'll, I'll certainly, I'll always remember one of the greatest pieces of advice that my grandfather ever gave me. And he would always say this to me when I was a kid, and I never understood it. He said, we're either going to learn how to live together in love, or we're going to die like dogs. And, you know, as a kid, you hear that, you're like, well, what does that mean? And I'm like, man, I don't want to die like a dog. And it's kind of a rough thing to say to a young kid, but he would say it all the time. And, and I now more than ever, now more than ever before, I appreciate that comment that he would make, that statement that he would make on a regular basis. And it's powerful because I think we all need to learn how to get together and get involved, you know, and I liken it to like, you know, Independence Day, like everybody, of course, we have all of our enemies around the world and different people that we're, we maybe not be in agreement with. But then when there, when there comes a mutual enemy, then we all deal with it because we're all like, look, if we don't, if we don't solve this, solve this together as one, we're not going to make it. 
And I kind of feel like that's where we are right now, where it's not that there's an alien coming down and changing things. And I'm certainly not saying that Donald Trump represents that. I'm just saying in general, as a group of people, we need to all come together and figure out how to be more unified with the mission that we're trying to advance, especially in this country that was basically built on immigrants and built on, you know, people looking for a place to actively and freely worship and to be who they were called to be and not be under tyranny. And so I think it's it's just, you know, it's just I think it's just really interesting times right now. You know, I'm 47 and you know, I don't know what the next 10 years are going to be like. I certainly get on my knees on a daily basis and pray about what's to come next. And if I lose hope, then, you know, that's I think I feel like everybody shouldn't be walking around hopeless like that. And that's why and a lot of people are. And that's the challenge that we have right now is to start injecting hope into our society. What's up? Randy, you mentioned how you were teaching lessons to your your children and how your grandfather used to say things to you that have impacted you. What about some other lessons, maybe your dad and your grandfather? First of all, if you want to share a little bit of background about them and, and maybe some lessons now that you have taken from them that are super valuable to where you are now. Well, I mean, I think it doesn't, uh, you know, my grandfather used to always say it doesn't cost anything to treat people right. And I feel like that's something that I have always practiced as far as that's concerned is just trying to treat people the way I would want to be treated. And yeah, I mean, that is biblical, but still it's just simple command, you know, and it's something that we have to constantly remind ourselves of. And, And even if you're in disagreement with someone, if you can't be able, if you're not in a place where you can pick them up and encourage them, you know, it's just, you know, all is lost. And so, I mean, that was something that he would always, that he would always tell me. And Certainly my, my father, the one lesson that he always taught me was that, you know, you, he had a lot of charisma, my dad, and he was a very unique individual. But the one thing I really took away from him is that, you know, it doesn't, you know, just to be nice. And he would always say that to me as well. And, and I would watch as he would be able to, he used that ability to engender himself to people and, and even just the weirdest folks. And I, I would always be amazed at his ability to do that. And so I don't, prejudge individuals and, and, you know, I give everybody a chance. And I think that's kind of where you need to be. And just he helped me to have a little bit more of an open mind about, you know, everybody that I come in contact with. And he also loved people watching. And and I really, I really got took something away from that because, I mean, you know, you, you learn a lot by just watching what people are doing and how they do what they do. Randy, I don't want to uh, drive this uh, any, any longer than necessary, but just a couple of words of encouragement for people who are feeling hurt or feeling discouraged, what do you say to them? Well, I think that, you know, and, and again, this is something that I did. And again, we're talking within the context or framework of this election, right? I mean, let's just, at the end of the day, you know, there are some monumental changes that I'm sure are going to take place in our government. I mean, obviously, we have a system of checks and balances. We wa- operate with a constitution. I mean, you know, all hell is not going to break loose tomorrow. It's just not going to happen. And again, I think at this point, we need to be mindful of praying for the success of this next group of leaders that are going to come through Washington, D.C. We need to figure out a way to encourage them and to find encouragement in what is happening. And when when it isn't happening, figure out a way to deal with it in a democratic way. But I think, you know, the, the reality is, is that, that times could be different, but we, we don't really know. And I have always been an optimist. A glass to me is always half full. It's never half empty. And so, you know, for a lot of people, there's nothing actually even in their glass. And that's really sad. And, and I just really want to encourage people to, 
you know, look beyond their own circumstances and look at how we can, each one of us can affect change outside of the box that we're in. And I think that's where you start. You start with that and then kind of build on it. But, you know, I just would encourage people that, you know, yeah, times are going to be different, but that's okay because, you know, we will certainly have an opportunity to have our voice heard and to be in a place where we can have a better understanding of where everybody wants to be as opposed to where they currently are in their in their current lot in life. So, you know, I always tell people, look, I mean, at the end of the day, even with its faults, you know, the United States is is the greatest country on earth. That's why everybody wants to come here, or a lot of people do at least. And yeah, we're not perfect, but, you know, we still have an opportunity to continue to raise that banner and show people why this is land of the free and the home of the brave. And that to me is what it's all about. It is. Randy, people can connect with you at Randy Wilburn on Twitter. We always like to close out the uh, conversation with final thoughts. Uh, Randy, if you'd be willing to share a final thought. Man, I just, you know, just keep, you know, my thing would be is just to encourage people to keep their head up, keep focusing on on the good that's out there, because I certainly do believe that the good outweighs the bad at the end of the day. No questions asked. And so the minute that you allow the bad to creep into your everyday existence and, ru- and rule you will be the minute that you have lost, that you have that they somebody else has won and that you've lost. And, we don't, and you don't want that. And, uh, you know, life's too short. Grab it by the horns and go for it, you know, whether it's in business whether it's in your, your spiritual walk, whether it's in your, your emotional walk or your time with family, you know, all of it counted all joy and it's a blessing. So I just, you know, I would encourage you to continue to move forward and don't allow one situation to dictate how you run your life. Randy, thank you so much. You know, it's always good to chat with you. And if anything, I'm guilty of not doing that often enough, but I, I, well, I we always talk you. via text. So <laughs> I, I do appreciate you uh, sharing your insights post-election and, and lessons that parents can teach their children and, you know, different encouragement for folks that are just dealing with the aftermath here. But uh, Randy, thank you again. You know, I don't know what the next 10 years are going to be like. I certainly get on my knees on a daily basis and pray about what's to come next. And if I lose hope, then, you know, that's, I think, I feel like everybody shouldn't be walking around hopeless like that. And that's why, and a lot of people are, and that's the challenge that we have right now is to start injecting hope into our society.